Hello and welcome to the Essential Empowerment Podcast. My name is Amelia Adrian. Together in this space, we'll listen and learn about the ability of essential oils to heal and transform our lives. This is a place for us to diffuse wisdom, to share our understandings and to grow our appreciation for the power of plant medicine with essential oils. And I'm so glad you're here. So welcome to this conversation on lavender essential oil. If you have a lavender essential oil, then you can grab it and you can breathe it in and play with it as I'm talking. If you don't, then that's fine. You'll still have a lot of the benefits just from, you know, you'll start to feel the, the energy and the quality of lavender as we, as I talk more, it will kind of start to just become a presence of its own <laughs> as we talk I will kind of call it into being good so if you've got lavender just take it and if you haven't already just start to breathe breathe her in the main quality of lavender is a relaxation balanced by restoration followed by a net regulating effect that's according to Peter Holmes a relaxation balanced by restoration followed by a net regulating effect. We steam distilled lavender and we source our lavender from Bulgaria. Bulgaria is a beautiful place to grow lavender because you have all of the right conditions. You have the sandy soil, you have the beautiful breeze coming in from the Black Sea. Historically, it's been a place where lavender was grown and, 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 um, and the oil was used. And then that kind of fell away a little bit. And it's really with, um, with doTERRA coming back in and partnering with a distillery in and building a distillery in Bulgaria called Esseter that the lavender industry has taken off again quite considerably in, in Bulgaria to the degree where it's really greatly impacted the economic stability of that region. So the chemistry is monoterpene, it's a monoterpene and the specific compounds that are in lavender are linalool acetate and linalool. And you're looking for a good quantity of linalool in there for it to have the, the therapeutic effect that you want. It's a very, very easy oil to adulterate, lavender essential oil. It's very easy to adulterate, particularly with a cheaper version, like a, a, it's, it's like a kind of a hybridization of a lavender plant called lavendin. So often that's what um, people associate lavender oil with, it's, but it's not actually lavender oil, it's lavendin. Um, some of the things that we can use it for, some of the physical situations that it can ease are things like irritability, mood swings, uh, emotional confusion, negative emotions, negative tension, restlessness, agitation, uh, anxious feelings, sense of fear. We know it's a great sleep aid. Head tension is another one. Muscle aches and pains. It's also useful for digestive support, which was something I didn't really consider lavender before I started researching. Um, and it's also useful for kind of bringing back for the skin, especially if you think of conditions where the skin has kind of become a little bit lifeless, almost like blue. It's a good one to kind of use in that situation. It's an autonomic system, nervous system regulator. So the autonomic nervous system is made up of the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous systems controls all of the, the systems in our body, things you know like digestion, blood pressure, whether it's high or low, body temperature, huge range of things that the autonomic nervous system is regulating. And it's, it's an oil that can help bring those systems into balance. 
This is where we must remember that the oils are not necessarily coming in and fixing us, but what they're doing is they're coming in and they're reminding our own body how to, how to kind of work in an optimum way itself. It's kind of, they're kind of act as reminders in that way. They remind our own body how to heal, basically. Some beautiful combinations, if you were thinking of partnering lavender with another essential oil, think of clary sage and lavender as a really gorgeous combination for burnout, for any kind of ovarian pain or issues. Um, lavender is a very good hormonal regulator. Um, also for anxious feelings, clary sage and lavender combined together, beautiful combination. Uh, lavender and Roman chamomile would be great, particularly for little ones, but for any age, um, just because for, I'm saying for little ones because they're both so uh, soft and gentle. But lavender and Roman chamomile would be great for agitation or sleep issues, anxious feelings. One thing I like to do with Roman chamomile is to dilute it and put it onto the back of my neck just before I go to sleep. But you could do the same. You could do a drop of lavender and a drop of Roman chamomile and pop that into the, the your palm of your hand and then rub onto the back of your neck. Or you could um, be diffusing Roman chamomile and lavender together. That would be really yummy. And then marjoram and lavender is another beautiful partnership. Marjoram we were playing around with in the last few weeks. It's very softening. And it is a, uh, in that combination, it would become more kind of a, of a sedative for a very, a, a sedative and for very acute anxious feelings, for nervousness, for sleep issues. And then this is something I didn't think of using this combination for. So this is a new one for me. I haven't used it, but it's, it's, it's worth just, you know, having it in your library of, of things you can go to is lavender and lemongrass for inflammation. So for bringing down inflammation, lavender and lemongrass. We also know lavender is brilliant for the skin, for any wounds, for cuts, ulcers, burns, sunburns, stings. There's many, many studies. So if you start to want to kind of back this up with science, um, PubMed is a great place to go and start looking for scientific studies, countless studies on lavender. It's really one of probably the most studied essential oils. Um, but one that I've referenced is uh, and seen is that it helps with menopause, helps to balance um, our moods, the emotional instability that can come around with menopause. And also it's, as it's a hormone regulator, so it helps to even out the you know, the dance and the drama of hormones that we can have as we move through perimenopause and menopause. If we're looking at it a little bit more through the energetics, through the emotional quality of, of the oil, when we're looking at energetics, we're looking at, you know, how it makes us feel, how it moves qualities and energy, chi, if you like, prana, if you, in, in yogic terms, how it moves those, how it moves energy through the body. And I think it's interesting, it's not that it's moving energy or forcing or pushing anything through. My experience of it is as like a suggestion to the energy, which I know this sounds kind of a little funky, but it's like a suggestion to the energy, like maybe you want to go here and it kind of will just move things through in this kind of very uh, sweet, gentle way. So if we were looking at the fragrance category, so again, you can take another smell of your lavender. And when we breathe it in, with this particular one I'm getting, there's a lot of green. There's a little bit of sweetness. And when you smell, you can kind of move from nose, not nose to nose, from, um, what are they called? Nostril to nostril. To kind of attune your senses and then take it away because it can get quite strong. So it's a sweet, a green, a herbaceous, green herbaceous. And then also there's obviously the floral in there. 
a good lavender, as I said, steam distilled, and a good lavender, you want it to be to have the, the correct amount of time that it's going to be distilled at. So we're looking around about, my understanding is that a good lavender wants to be distilled at around about 90 minutes. <clears throat> that was what I learned when I went to Bulgaria and uh, was lucky enough to go to Esseter, that distillery in Bulgaria, and see how they were distilling the essential oils to see kind of firsthand how that was, what that process looked like and what, what was being done there. If it's distilled too quickly, which you can understand many companies would do, many, many people would do just for, you know, time, <laughs> then it becomes a little bit too pungent, is what I've learned. So the sweet quality of your lavender gives this rocking, this kind of soothing lullaby kind of impact on the body and the mind. The sweet-like quality, also any kind of sweets, this is where we also understand it influences the mid part of the body. So this is where it's going to be supportive for digestion. The green part, this is what I was referring to just a moment ago, is what's going to move the energy through. So again, it's not forcing it, it's kind of like a wave, just allowing, guiding, moving, suggesting the energy to move where, it, where it's most, you know, where it's, where it's most healthiest, so that there's flow in the body, which is really what we're, what we're looking for, always what we're looking for. And the herbaceous is, is, is again helpful for the digestive organs and that would be uh, the green aspect of it. If you think of a lavender plant, it's kind of the, the more green aspect of it. And then also in there, there's a floral quality and the floral quality is associated with a little bit of um, euphoria, that kind of like, like kind of expansive and uplifting quality to it. Now, when I talk about lavender with people, there's a, generally a group of people who love it there's generally a group of people who like, yeah, whatever, they're kind of one way or the other neutral. And then there's a group of people who absolutely detest it. And I've got a few theories around that. The first theory is that they haven't smelt a good lavender, that they've smelt a synthetic lavender, or they've smelt something that is combined, or they've smelt something that's lavender or something else that isn't actually lavender. I've had one person say, say to me years ago when she first smelled our lavender, and she was like, oh, that actually smells like lavender. Whereas, you know, her association with lavender essential oil was something, you know, really very nasty. My, my other theory is that maybe some people might have associations of like, I don't know, National Trust shop or like, <laughs> I don't know, granny or, you know, whatever in, I mean, like if I think of granny, I think lovely, but for some people that might be like, you know, too kind of, too kind of floral or too um, old fashioned, I suppose is the word that maybe some people might, might have an association with lavender with. And again, that's just about, I think again, that's probably a lot of it is around not smelling good lavender. And then another theory is that for some people, maybe the lavender is too rocking. It's too kind of, there's too much movement in it. And so what they actually need, and this is learning from Tiffany Corral, what they actually need is centering and stabilizing first with a wood, say cedar wood or something like that, there to then be able to welcome in that kind of soothing and rocking quality. And then it's also worth noting there is a very small percentage of people who, for whom lavender is not relaxing at all and it actually has the reverse effect and it actually becomes stimulating for them. So it's just be mindful that might, that might you know, I know a few people who have that and, um, you know, it's, it's just always uh, worth us really having our own experience of the oil and, and really honouring what our own experience of the oil is, but also understanding that our experiences can shift and change as we shift and change. 
So when we look at the energetics, one of the nice ways to look at it is to look at the plant in nature. So call to mind now a lavender plant that maybe you know of or some place that you've visited where you've seen lots of lavender plants. For me, there's a place that we go to regularly in Italy and they have huge, huge bushes of lavender, kind of massive, massive bushes of lavender. And it's very, very dry there. And it's just in like a little, it's kind of surrounds the swimming pool. The whole lavender surrounds the swimming pool. And it's really quite a hard place for something to grow. So this gives us again another kind of clue. It's very hardy, it's very resilient. It can grow in many, many different places. You know, if you see it growing, there's many different countries around the world where it can thrive, whereas some plants, there's only gonna be one or two places in, in the world where it can thrive. But lavender, you know, you can grow it in many, many different countries. So it, it's, it's that quality that reminds us of our own resilience, our own emotional resilience that we can we can exist in many different forms. We can exist in many different ways. We can kind of roll with things as they come. Acupoints for lavender. Uh, large intestine four is one that I use really regularly with lavender. So large intestine four, I'll just show you. If you were to squeeze your fingers together, there's like a little kind of mountain and it's right, for me, it's, it's where your finger and thumb come up together and it's right at the top of the mountain. And then if you open it out, it kind of opens, opens you to the spot. And you can hold, if you're dexterous, some, you kind of have to wiggle a little bit. And maybe if you have longer fingers, it's easier. You can hold them both at the same time. And this point is um, the great eliminator. So it's not one to do in pregnancy, but this is, this is for kind of releasing, letting go. You know, if you've kind of found yourself, you've got bunged up, you've got a little bit constricted, a little bit kind of, like holding on and you feel like it's just like it's good to release and to let go then lavender on this point is absolutely beautiful absolutely gorgeous uh, one that I point that I don't use it on but one that I just learned about so I'm going to bring that into my practice is lavender on liver three which is just between the big toe and the second toe and you drop down about mm, an inch and a half I would say and this is for um, helping cheat this point is for helping reduce inflammation and keeping energy circulating throughout the whole body. So this is actually a point you could do or a, a, a protocol that you could do. You could do all, I'm going to give you four points. You could actually do all these four points with lavender just as a, a mini little protocol in and of themselves. Again, this is my learnings from Tiffany to make sure that I credit her. So large intestine four, excuse me, on the the mound of your finger here and thumb. Liver three on the top of your foot between big toe and second toe, about an inch and a half back. And then this is a point we use all the time in our home, CV22, which is just here, you would say at the jugular notch. We use this point for open and honest communication. So you take a drop of lavender and you hold here and it helps to remind us of the connection between head and heart. Like very often, I experience this myself, I'm like a walking head. And like, it's almost like I forget I have all of this information <laughs> at my disposal from my heart and the rest of my body. And, and when you find you've got into that thinking, 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 which is great, we need the mind, but we also wanna have the information from the heart. This is a really helpful point to, to use. You know, if I'm about to speak and maybe I feel nervous about speaking and I wanna make sure that I'm speaking from my heart, that, um, that I'm open and, and truthful with, with the words that I'm speaking. And then the final point is yin tang. So this is here just between the third eye. And this is a calming and centering point.
So those four points as a, as, a, as a mini protocol would be great, would be a great little treatment for you to do just for yourself or on somebody else. One thing that you can do, and um, it's a nice way to self-treat, but also you can, if somebody is, wants to play with you, you can do it for them, is to take a little bit of cotton wool, tiny little bit, and, and take it so that it's almost, where you tear it apart, you can see through it. So it's almost translucent. Put a drop of the oil on the cotton wool, and then you can put place the cotton wool on the center of the, the point here and lie back. And then basically the, the, you, could, you could do that and then have like a good deep rest, do some uh, lying meditation, you know, what, what, whatever you wanted to do. And it would be a nice way for the oil and the point to really work together and you wouldn't have to hold it. it could, you know, or if you're doing it on somebody else, you can be then doing another, um, you know, if you do other processes, you can do other, other or energetic work with people, then you can do other things that you need to do with them. So, you know, if you're a Reiki practitioner, that might be a really nice uh, thing to offer your, your clients. Good. So a reminder just that when you're holding oils on points, it's different to, uh, to, to a shiatsu practice or, or anything else where you're just touching. It's just a gentle honoring of the point rather than a, um, a working of the point, so to speak. The oil will do the work for you. So from the Gifts of the Essential Oils books, um, Lavender promotes open and honest communication. So again, it's echoing really what my own experience of it is. Some, some other kind of learnings from it are that it can aid verbal expression. Again, this is my experience of it. Calms worries that can be felt when we risk speaking our truth. Again, totally my experience of it. Um, addresses a universal need in all of us to be seen and heard. We all need that right now and always. Assists individuals in releasing tensions and constrictions that stem from fear of expressing our true self. Perhaps due to past situations and experiences, we may feel that it is not safe to express ourselves. And lavender encourages both emotional honesty and insists we speak innermost thoughts and desires, releasing us from that self-inflicted prison, allows us to have honest, open communication. So the positive, and that's from the Essential and Emotions book, the oils, um, Essential Oils and Emotions book. And the positive emotions that it's bringing in are open communication, a feeling of being relaxed, a feeling of being expressed, um, of it being expressive, of emotional honesty, and a feeling of being heard. Which I think was probably why teenagers, why in my experience, the teenagers are responding so well to it, because that's, you know, they, that's often what you don't feel as a teenager, that you feel you're not, you don't have a voice. Some blends, um, if you were thinking of diffusing, would be um, lavender, cypress, and ylang-ylang. And that would be for intuitive communication. Lavender, cypress, and ylang-ylang. And then to create an inner sanctuary, an inner refuge, lavender, sandalwood, and pink pepper. 